are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Um, as always, I want to say thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. It's free on all streaming services, five days a week, all Louisville, all the time. You already know what day it is. It is Wednesday. That means Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman joins us for his weekly appearance on the show. Jeremy, how's it going, man? It's going good. You got the McDonald's sponsorship? Yeah, it's the title sponsor for the next three episodes of this week. Man, I'm loving it. I'm sorry, that was uh, no. um, as always, I'm glad to be here on Woman Wednesdays, and uh, I'm excited, man. I've got, I've got a. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but I got so many feelings going on in my gut right now. I, I'm excited for this weekend. What'd you eat for lunch? No, it, it's not like it, well, it wasn't McDonald's because they have fine food at McDonald's. <laughs> there you go. You, you passed the first test, but. A lot of good stuff. (laughs) We are loving it. A lot of good stuff to talk about on today's episode of the show. Um, Unfortunately, star cornerback for Lowell Kittrell Clark out for the rest of the season with a ACL tear. We're going to talk about um, what that means for the Lowell defense as a whole. Transitioning into, um, there's been a weird phenomenon where Lowell outgains their opponents, but still has been, you know, losing you know, over the past two seasons. We're going to talk about why that is and what they can do to kind of correct that. And then finally, we'll turn our attention to Clemson. This has been a game that, you know, Jeremy has been vocal about since the offseason that he has Louisville winning this game. We're going to talk about why that is coming up here in just a second. Before we get into the content of today's show, um, if you don't know who I am, if I find that hard to believe if you've been listening to the show, but I'm Dalton Pence, uh, credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some various PA announcer work for the university in a handful of different sports. You can find my personal Twitter at dpens underscore and the podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. Kittrell Clark, star cornerback for Louisville, tearing his ACL in that loss to NC State on Saturday. The news was confirmed that he would undergo seizing ending surgery on Monday by uh, Scott Satterfield in his press conference. And for a defense that lost Monty Montgomery in the third game of the season, now they lose their best defensive back, Jeremy. I mean, what are your what are your overall thoughts? Is this a loss that the Cards are going to be able to replace by committee, or is it just kind of one of those things you just have to deal with? I feel like this will be a, one that we're going to have to use the committee approach to because we've got a lot of we've got a lot of young talent at that position uh, that that could. And I was talking about this earlier with one of my buddies. I, when we were talking about the loss of Cottrell and uh, even though this is a, you never want anybody to get hurt, but sometimes the bright side of that is young players that wouldn't get to play till next year, get to get, get a little bit of early practice and reps in against live competition. Uh, you never know how good or bad somebody's going to be till they get that opportunity. But I, as we spoke before the podcast, it's looking like Trey Franklin's probably going to come in and do the majority of the relief work, but you know, Greedy Vance has been filling in at, at, at some of the spots all season. You got young kids mm-hmm. like Ben Perry and Josh Minkins that could, you know, they're waiting for their opportunity to shine too. So I'm, I'm as bad as it is that we lost Cottrell, I'm, I'm kind of excited for what we're going to 
see from from the group of kids that are going to have to come in and fill in for them. Yeah, I mean, this is um, you know, as it pertains to the rest of the year. I think the if there is a positive, it's the fact that you don't have, you know, one of those electric offenses that throws the ball all over the field left on the schedule. You got those out of the way earlier uh-huh. um, in, in this season. So, you know, Clemson as a team, the, the, you know, their mark is on defense. Um, you know, the last game of the season against Kentucky, they're primarily a rushing team. And then you have, you know, in, in between Duke and Syracuse, um, I, I still think that Duke is one of the worst teams in the ACC. Um, and then Syracuse, like you said, they've been playing white hot. They've been playing very well. I think they're probably going to be the biggest threat in terms of you know the passing attack. However, you know, DJ Uajale, I have to learn how to pronounce his name for Clemson because I've never gotten it right. But uh, DJ U is what I'll call him for on on this show. Look, um, that's what they, that's what the, I, I spoke with Clemson writer for rubbing the rock, uh, Sean Spencer, last night, and um, we t- talked about that. And I actually. I actually said it correctly, and he he was very very uh, shocked. His name is where's it where's it at? I had it I had it right here. Uangale? No, it's uh, Uyangale. There you go. Layla. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I said he goes well. We just call him DJU, so you can call him DJU. So that's on that'll be on game day prep coming out tomorrow morning, but. Or it came out this morning. I lost the day there somehow. Uh, came out this morning to go check that out. Great stuff. We talked about what a variety of things, including that. But we also asked him a funny question. I was like, why do y'all rush to Paul every game? And he just started laughing, and I did too. Because by now you know the reason for that. But check that out. Um, but, yeah, he when, when talking to him, he sounded just as frustrated as we are. There's a lot of similarities between the Louisville and the Clemson team, uh, except for the fact that he pointed out to me last night that they've made six straight college football playoffs, to which I told him. Must be nice. I was going to hang up on them. So I do kind of worry. I do kind of worry about, you know, Clemson in that sense, because Justin Ross, in my opinion, if he doesn't have that back injury last year, you know, he was going to be a first-round draft pick, in my opinion. You know, he's a guy that came onto the scene in the uh, college football national championship as a freshman and torched Alabama. Um, you know, he had that bad back injury that kind of uh, forced him to come back for his – I believe it's his, this is his senior season um, for Clemson. But he was one of those guys that, um, you know, I was hoping Cottrell Clark was going to, you know, be forced to guard. They have guys like Frank Ladson. You know, they have a, a you know, a solid group of receivers that um, – you know, have to be guarded and you have to look at guys like Trey Franklin. Trey Franklin has been a player that has made some big time plays. I mean, he had the one-on-one interception against Boston College a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, Greedy Vance has been playing really well. And, but I think the number one player that's going to be relied upon the most to step up is Chandler Jones. You know, Chandler Jones coming into this season was supposed to form a, you know, one of the best ACC tandems of cornerbacks. And I'm not necessarily saying that he hasn't played up to expectation, but you hear more about Clark than you do Jones in terms of making plays. So a lot of that's going to be on him in that leadership role to be able to not only be able to help these young defensive backs mentally and, you know, trying to learn the the scheme, but also, you know, lead by example. And I think that that has to be, it's going to be, you know, by by community, you know, it takes a village to replace um, one of the best eight cornerbacks in the ACC, but, 
you know, as a whole on the defense, this is kind of where we're, we're putting that depth to, um, you know, to the forefront and seeing how, how well Satterfield and company have addressed those depth issues. Cause you arguably lost your two best defenders throughout the course of the season. And we still have four games left. So. No, no, absolutely. Um, we, I, we'll talk about what I have on my mind uh, in, in the later segment, but because uh, I got a lot to say about that as well, but it, it, it's going to, if only we could have those two players, I would feel more confident about this weekend. But uh, yeah, anytime you, I feel like these guys can, can team up and, and get the job done. It may not be as great right. as Cottrell, but as long as they give us a C plus, B minus effort, then we should be good as far as that's concerned. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, I definitely do agree. I think that the Louisville defense is going to um, continue to you know look better as the season goes on. Uh, the defense played, I thought, pretty decent for the most part, especially on the ground in terms of uh, containing NC State up until that fourth quarter. The cards actually outgained the Wolfpack in that match. We'll talk about um, – you know, this trend that we're starting to see without gaining opponents but still losing uh, kind of consistently, you know, at times. So before we talk about that, let's talk about our friend at Prize Picks. I actually just started using Prize Picks, and I absolutely love it. It's daily fantasy made easy. Um, it's a leader in EG. Look at me. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world while offering all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-majors you might not have even heard of. It offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of those that deposit and use the promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players basically in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers while allowing mixed sports entries. So you can take the over on Najee Harris and combine that with the under on LeBron James in the same entry. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, I want to talk to you about the title sponsor of the show, McDonald's, which I mentioned has been proudly serving communities like Louisville since 1965, but it's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. And mainly, it's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. There's a ton of different representations that McDonald's has in everyone's life. Be sure to go to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. So I know that, you know, Jeremy mentioned, uh, f- affordable, good food. I'm loving it. I know he loves it. And I know that you all will love it as well. Be sure to check out McDonald's. So we are talking now about the NC State loss, more specifically the trend that we're starting to see in that matchup. Louisville outgained NC State 434 to 361. And um, you know, this is a trend that I had started to pay attention to uh, against Virginia and against Wake Forest specifically. But you know, when you you look at Louisville losing games that they're outgaining, you know, teams on, I mean, that has to be frustrating to you as well, right? Yeah, but I think it's very self-explanatory because if you listen to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast or you've listened to this this 
fine podcast for any length of time. You've heard me say we only we only have given we take one quarter off every game. When you when you beat a team three fourths of the game, you're gonna have more. Uh, you're gonna outgain them. You're gonna have more stats. But for me, we've just had too many costly and untimely turnovers. That's what's really bit dead. And then whether it's the third quarter or the fourth quarter, every game so far this season, we've had we've not had a four quarter game complete all season. To me, that's the the absolute explanation for why we're out game. Let's just score more points. That's how you cure that. You're gonna ask me how do you get up score more points? You ain't gotta worry about it. But no, I think it's the untimely turnovers, and it's the fact that we take you know Virginia show. Wake Forest showed, uh, gosh, uh, even, uh, goodness, who, who, did we, who did we just lose to this week? Uh, NC State. NC State. They all showed us that. <laughs> I, I had a brain fart there. Um, they all, we, we showed them all that we could hang with them for three out of four quarters, and then it's, uh, you know, we, we, we just take one off every game. In the first game of the season, it was the first quarter. So we just got to got to become more. Uh, we got to become more consistent. And even if it's just taking off of a, if we could play three and a half quarters of football, I would be happy. But it's it it feels like, and that may be an unfair assessment by me. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it feels like each game there's one quarter you can point out and say. We could if we, if we could have just played that if that quarter would have just went half half, then Louisville would have won that game. So that's uh that's that's my feelings on that. And by the way, I'm gonna say this very very quick because I want to be impressive. It is DJ Uwe Angalole. There Boom. you go. There you go. But when have we played a complete game this year? I mean, no, that's I think, what I just said. We haven't played a complete that's, game. That's what I'm saying. I think the only game you may be able – and this – I'm not even sure that this one is just because of – I think it took a little while for the offense to get going. But Central Florida is probably the only game all season to where you can kind of look like and go, okay, if there's anything that somewhat resembles it, you know, at least the Louisville offense. The, and, but then then again, the Louisville defense gave up a good amount of points too. So, yeah, well, you're we right. We got like 14 to nothing after the first quarter. No, it was uh, fourteen to seven. I mean, I mean, they were up yeah. fourteen to nothing on us, and then we scored. We still took a portion of that first quarter mm-hmm. off. Yeah, so, that's what that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, that that'd be the only one that I can think closest. of. Yeah, yeah, you're to, right. where, to where it would even be close. But you're right. I mean, this team hasn't been able to put it together. And I think you know, building on that, and I, I always mention the little things. And I actually had somebody reach out to me and be like, "Do you just use the little things?" as a blanket term for not knowing what they're doing wrong. I said, well, I mean, you could say that, but it would be incorrect. I mean, when you talk about the little things, we're talking about penalties. I mean, there was that one drive where I don't think I've ever seen a player get called for a face mask twice in a row. I think that that's the first time in college football history that that may have ever happened, or at least in my lifetime. Um, But the penalties um, outside of that, um, you know, that interception that Malik had in, you know, at the 50 yard line where he threw a deep ball and it got picked off. And I think it's as simple as winning the the field position battle. I mean, how many times in that first half did NC State start drives outside of their own 25 and Louisville gets the ball inside their own 15? So, I mean, yeah. not being able, not, it's as simple as not being able to sustain drives and moving the ball down the field. That's what I mean by the little things. And I think that that kind of, 
that may have a, a result uh, or, you know, a, at least an impact on not being able to, you know, put four quarters together because this is a team that struggles to do the small things that all add up. And it you, you see it in terms of, you know, what happens in a, in a certain quarter. So, you know, how do you, is the improvement just a matter of, okay, um, you know, keep focus for four quarters. I mean, how, what do you pinpoint as like, okay, this is the reason why we're not performing at a high level for all, all four quarters. Is it something that can be pinpointed? I don't, I don't know because obviously if it's something that can be fixed, it would be fixed. Sitting in here eight games <laughs> into the season saying, man, this has happened all eight games. Uh, right. Um, I don't know if we're getting tired. I don't know if uh, – I, I just – I really don't know. I don't want to sit here and, and sound like some of the people you hear on uh, midday talk radio where they just make up a reason for something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to think of something as simple as – just we're getting we're getting tired. We need to get more people in to get more reps, and, and you know p- people will argue with that and say, well, no, if you if you put new new guys in, you may get burnt. Well, if you leave the same people in, that doesn't seem to be working right now anyway. And you could get those guys some rest. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. There's nothing glaring to me. No. Uh, obviously, the coaching philosophy for a couple of weeks was a big well for a majority of the weeks was a big deal with the huge cushions that were being given. That seems like that has been eliminated almost. So I, I'm, I'm like McDonald's. I'm loving that. But, um, you know, I, I still, everybody wants to crap on the team and, and the coaches and everything. I'm still seeing improvement. This was the first week since game one that I did not see the offense improve. But the defense has steadily improved every game. So I'm still not going to – we're never going to be out – well – we're not. I'm not going to say never because nobody ever thought Clemson would be the next Alabama, and now now you're going to say, man, now you say Alabama. Hopefully, they can be the next Clemson because I mean those two are like, they're, it's not even close. They're one and two, um, prestige wise, as far as I'm concerned. But like, we we're, the the fans need to stop acting like we're gonna we're Alabama every year or Clemson every year. We have to build up to that. We were building up to that. Then we got. We had we hired somebody in that set our program back a little bit, and it's not it's not going to bounce back overnight. So, simply said, and then I'll be quiet. A lot of people uh-huh. predicted a six and six season. To get in six, to get to six and six, you have to win six games and lose six games. Right. So stop acting all butt hurt because we lose a game. Because at the end of the day, six and six or better is still in play. I understand uh, that. Four and eight still in play as well, but let the cake bake. Have faith in this team. It's not like they like the two and ten Bobby Petrino season where it looked and felt like there was just no effort at times. These guys are out there busting their butts, and you can tell it. And if I could give Malik one small criticism, stop throwing the ball downfield. You you do best when you you had an opportunity to pick NC State apart like a surgeon down the middle with short routes because both of their all ACC linebackers were out and you kept and now Yeah. It, it, it worked well. I still don't have any idea how you completed that pass to Jordan Watkins or Marshawn. No, Ford he's saying on, on the opening drive. But if you've noticed, he's thrown five, is it five picks in the last two games or four picks in the last two games? Yep. And it, they've all come off of when he went away from what he was doing the whole season, which is trying to fill the long ball. 
when the person's not wide open. So I mean, it's, 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 it's my only criticism, but love what Malik's doing. Yeah, he's I'm a warrior, man. I mean, he's yeah. definitely he's a warrior. I mean, I, I feel like there's almost like an added emphasis to try to get guys like Tyler Harrell and Jordan Watkins the ball in the deep routes to, to let them utilize their speed. And I get it, but that's just not Malik's skill set. So no. how do you counteract that? We'll try to go with some screen action, get them the ball out in some space. That's the only thing that you can try to do. But, I mean, I like what you said there. I think that this team is improving literally every week in some aspect of the game. The defense continues to look good. This was a defense that got carved up early in the season. They only gave up, like, what, 50 rushing yards? Against NC State, I mean that that's incredible. Um, and, and but I, I want to focus on a team now that that struggles to score the ball, but has a very good defense. I kind of like um you know NC State in a way, but this is a better defense for sure. Banged up as well. That is the Clemson Tigers coming up this Saturday, seven thirty kickoff at Cardinal Stadium. Before we talk about that matchup, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're simply missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it literally doesn't taste like one. You have to try out one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down, while a built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So you get all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Another great thing about built Bar is their wide variety of mouth-watering flavors from Coconut to mint brownie, salted caramel to double chocolate, etc. This the list goes on. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website out often. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Also, want to talk about our friends at Bet Online. Uh, the season is winding down to an end in, in the college realm, getting that way uh, about halfway in the NFL realm. College basketball just now about to start up. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on. And if you're not necessarily a sports fan, you can go right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And Ben Online is where the game starts. So, Jeremy, um, you, you know, you've talked, you've been very vocal about this. Um, I don't think that any of us truly expected that Clemson wouldn't necessarily be leading the ACC per se, but uh, you were very vocal that this was the year that Louisville was going to take down Clemson. Now that we are just a couple of days away from that matchup, what is your overall reasoning for the Cardinals coming out victorious for the first time over the Tigers? Uh, it, it's, it's a variety of things. Now, obviously, every year before we, we start the season, you can go back, check that out on uh, on Buzzsprout uh, or any of your podcast avenues, actually. Uh, Buzzsprout's just what I use to process the podcast. But in our season preview, um, I always throw out a, a hot take every year. and It's not one I necessarily always think that's going to come true, but it's something that I think can come true. And this year's hot take was – that this was going to be the year that we beat Clemson. Now, I did kind of joke after that and say uh, whether it was just a straight-up victory or a uh, COVID forfeit, uh, which that didn't mean that like in a joking way against COVID because I don't know how serious that is, but like I just had a feeling that this was going to be the year, and it was because of our defense. Our defense is what made me 
feel like this was going to be the year. Now, obviously, that defense has not lived up to the to the expectations that I had. Uh, obviously, me being friends with a bunch of the defensive coaches, uh, they had me all gassed up. And they and they the thing is, is they thought that the defense was going to be exponentially better than it has been so far this year. But it's not been bad. And, I, and I'll even venture to say behind the offensive line, our defense has been, uh, I would say, offensive line. No, Malik offensive line, our defense has been one of the bright spots so far this season. Again, if we could play four quarters, uh, that'd make it much differently. Uh, right now, the cards are a four point underdog. When, when you look, and, and a lot of this insight, I had the conversation uh, Monday night with Sean Spencer from Rubbing the Rock. They covered Clemson. And uh, it was just interesting hearing him say things like team has no identity. The quarterback can't hit a broad side of the barn. Uh, DJ stats for the season are this 128 for 230 for 1,291 yards, five touchdowns and six picks. Like that's something that you would expect out of maybe a, um, a backup. Like that's not starter numbers. Uh, they're, they're rushing attack. they that looks like that's what they're the best at. But what what Sean said last night is that he thinks the team that's going to win is the team that forces the most turnovers because Clemson cannot score unless – well, he didn't say they cannot score. He said the, the easiest way for them to score was off of a turnover. What I can tell you from doing my research is that Clemson turns the ball over on an average of two and a half times every time. This will be the – Either the this will be the fourth time they played in Louisville, I believe, third or fourth. And uh, when I did the math last night, it came out to two and a half turnovers per game. I just wish Malik hadn't uh, turned the ball. I mean, he's turned the ball over. Gosh, he's got five picks on the year, so that means three of those have come in the last two games. And it's not the best time for him to start turning the ball over. Uh, so. Wiping the preseason prediction out of the way because I still feel like this could be the year. I had no idea we'd be without Cottrell or Monty. Um, but I also had no idea that Clemson was going to be playing like a high school passing league team. Um, gosh, their leading receivers only got, got 40 catches and 400 yards. Now, obviously, ours is right about the same. Jordan Watkins has 26 catches for right about the same. Uh, the receiving yard leaders, they're about – about the same. Uh, Malik's got about 300 yards more rushing than their leading uh, rusher. I just feel like as long as we can play, and I feel like a broken record, but as long as we can play four quarters of football and we can cash in on their turnovers, which we have, the one thing I will say that we have done a, a above average job of this year is that when we've turned the ball over, more times often than not, we've stopped them from cashing in on those mistakes. We have to do that in this game, but we have to cash in on on their mistakes, uh, conversely. And I don't see this being a high-scoring game because here, here's your, your fear as a Louisville fan. Every year you've either got a team that shouldn't beat you, that upsets you, or you've got a team that has been in a slump all year that comes to life against you. That this game has that feeling to it for me for Clemson. This could be the week that DJU 
throws for 400 yards and five. Like he doubles his touchdown performance and increases his yards by 33%. But those are always those free games that seem to happen to us. But realistically, I'm going, um, I'm going 17 to 14 Louisville. I think both defensive play, both defenses play their butts off. I think that, um, that Malik once again carries the load. And I think this is going to be an old school, just knock them down, drag them out fight. And by God, it's time for us to beat them. Uh, this, it's not a, as we spoke about the other night, it can't be considered a rivalry when you've never beat the team, but this, the Clemson, I, I have really enjoyed, even though we've had our brains splattered across the field, I've enjoyed this rivalry because of the comeuppance of Clemson and just how close we played them the first half of the, you know, we played them six times in seven years. And uh, the first three were pretty close. The next three were not even a contest. And uh, whenever you can say every year we get to line up with Clemson, uh, that that's a, that's a game on your schedule every year to get excited about regardless. So, that that that's what I'm saying. I'm going. That's the lowest prediction I have had all year. I'm going 17-14 Louisville, and, uh, and plus I have to be right because I said it like three months ago. So I have to stand behind that. Yeah, um, I think you. There's not much more really to be said. Um, DJU has one of the stronger arms that the Cardinals will play this year, as Scott Satterfield alluded to. But his issue has been, you know, throwing. You know, you know, 10, 15 yards down the field and just being overall accurate. I think, you know, his struggles are really coming from, you know, just not having a truly good field of the game. It kind of you remind me a lot of like a Malik Cunningham, um, you know, at some points in 2020. And that's, a, you know, trying to do too much at times. Offensively, they are very, very woeful. Um, 112 out of, out of 130 in the country. Defensively is where they leave their mark. Third in the country and only allowing 15.2 points per game. This has the makings of a very low scoring affair. I'm interested to see how the Cardinal rushing attack is going to fare against the Tigers, considering you know the past four games have been over 200 yards on the ground, and two of those games have been against teams with top you know 20, 25 rushing defenses. But I'm with you here. I'm, you know, my gut is telling me Louisville wins this game, but I also have that fear that you do in the sense of, you know, there is talent on this Clemson team. I mean, Dabo recruits really, really well. You know, is this one of those games to where they're able to put it together and use Louisville as kind of a stepping stone to try to salvage the season somewhat? I hope that's not the case. But, you know, Louisville will have to, um, you know, force them into some tough situations and force DJU to turn the ball over a little bit. So I, I definitely love that breakdown you had. But, um, you know, that's going to basically do it for this Wednesday, this Woman Wednesday edition of the show. Jeremy, the floor is yours. Do us a favor, plug us into your social media and give the fans any last parting thoughts. Absolutely. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy underscore CSE. You can find the website uh, at Card Sport Zone. Um, make sure you go and check out Game Day Prep uh, with Sean Spencer. It came out this morning. Uh, lots of great insight. We had we had a good time. I've been having I've been having a blast with those, and 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 not only just interviewing new people, but making almost making new friends every week. Uh, it, it's, it's been pretty, 
Uh, it's been pretty fun. I'm trying to real quick look through and see if I can't find uh, something else on on the 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 series. So yeah, this will be our seventh game against them after taking. Oddly enough, taking last year off, we didn't play them last year, but but go check that out. We had a great time. Uh, the basketball game tonight, 7 p.m. ACC Network. Tune in. That should be a good time. That'll take your mind off of any worries you have as far as the football game is concerned. And I close out our show every week with Court Dennison's The Man, Recruit Selah Brown, and this is the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Selah's <laughs> committing tomorrow. And I've just got one thing to say about that. Bells up. Let's get yes, it. sir. Yes, sir. Always love. And that's something that we, you and I have been talking about for y- over a year now. Yes. And, uh, yeah, definitely over a year. That's an understatement. But, you know, a- as Jeremy mentioned, check out the, the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. You can find that at cardinalsportszone.com. Also, the Locked on ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. You can find that at um, on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Everyone have a great day and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.